AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. Hello and welcome to episode 16, season 10 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Uh, today I'm joined on the line by Spooky. <laughs> All right, I love I love the flag pulls when you, okay, when uh, you say the the season of the episode number or the episode number of the season. It's, it's yeah. tradition now, isn't it? You do that on purpose. Well, you know, know, uh, know what it is before you, you even record. It's on the running order. You know what it is, but you pretend there is, you don't. There's there's no running order. <laughs> yeah, oh, T yeah. T doesn't do the uh, second Lacker. episode of the week. Um, uh, we've also got John Bass. 
All right, mate. I, li- I like the way that even if you had a running order, that Spook's point wasn't completely valid. <laughs> you just you still do it wrong anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm but good. Though, we, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm really. Can good. we concentrate on the fact that? Sorry, um, I apologise. That's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Vinicius is is probably the best striker we've ever had. Spook. <laughs> How, what, what, how did you rate his performance against last? It, it was it was good. You know, you always want to see little signs that he isn't a, a, a complete jobber, that he's not a Roberto Soldado and he's gonna he's, he's just gonna disappear. Um, and he didn't he didn't do anything spectacular, but he did the basics really well. And, and that, that touch and pass for for Lucas to, to slot it home, he, little bits like that, you you know you know he's got quality about him. And it's not just I, that though, is it? Speak the, the header, the header to Son as well, which is yeah, it, I mean, was even yeah, more, yeah, more impressive in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's unlucky with his own um, header in front of goal, but that was probably just. No, he wasn't unlucky. Part. He was shit. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible effort. He should have done much better. Yeah, he, yes. he, over, he overdid it. It wasn't a very instinctive reaction to the ball coming across, and he was it was probably easier to score than than to miss. But did, we're did, you, did you think when you saw that when 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 he um, when he missed that header and he he, he sunk to his knees and, and held his head in these hands? Did you think, oh god, we have got a fucking dud here? Or, or did you think it's early days? Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't need jerk that that quickly. It'd take a lot more. Uh, I did. I did. I, I thought, oh, God. Oh, God. What have we got here? <laughs> what is this mess of a forward we've got? John, but he did He did come on and, and played an integral part of um, uh, of, of, our, of our success last night. And, and, and the two assists that he had, it really it showed a quality. Because if, if Harry Kane had made the same assists, if Harry Kane had taken that ball on, uh, with his left foot, and then put again with his left foot uh, a ball into Lucas Moura where he couldn't miss, then we'd be we'd be doing flips about Harry Kane again. But the reality is that on his debut, Vinicius has, um, you know, done all right, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, he's done all right. Done all right. Mate, I, I I guess like like most people, I didn't know a lot about him. If I'm if I'm being truly, you'd never heard of him. You prick. No, Every, mate, none I, of us had. <laughs> Like like you, I thought it was the Real Madrid guy, and I was like, "Fucking hell, that's a good." I thought, yeah. thought he was a, thought he was a winner. <laughs> um, but what what has impressed me about him, which I just didn't really consider, like, and again, I guess this is a little bit kind of like narrative driven stuff, which is like backup striker, backup striker, and so you think about a backup striker as someone that's like they're not going to do a lot other than like last ten minutes or in shit games, and and all they've got really is like. They're just going to be a bit of a lump, maybe, and, and try and get on the end of things and, and score like the odd goal. What I'm encouraged about in this very limited window of what I've seen so far is that he can actually play a little bit. And actually, in the way that we're going to hopefully use him and need him, where um, he can play games instead of Kane, that he can play in a similar way to the way that, that Kane is being utilised now. Obviously, not to the same level. But I think his link play was like way better than I thought it would be. Me too, and so yeah. like, you know, mate, if the goals come, then we have got not only like a good backup option, but we've got a nice alternative or an, in addition to Kane, which is not really what I was expecting. And again, I don't want to get carried away or knee jerky for the miss. Um, but positive, mate. Positive all round, I think. Backup dancer. Yeah, and a backup dancer. That's the key thing, John. 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 John? Have he gone? Have we lost him? Oh, we have lost him. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll get him back. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, Spook, what, what, what yes, did I... you um, 
uh, make, apart from the fact that he, he made those, those two assists, what, what do you make of his overall performance? Uh, yeah, just to, to continue uh, where, where John uh, was going with, with the whole having a, a backup striker. Like in, in our heads, we've always wanted someone to come in and, and just score the goals that came would be scoring if he was in the team. Yeah. But I think I think we're at this point now where we've got so so many creative forward thinking players, players that run into the box, players that get on the end of crosses, players that play the one twos outside the box and, and then a, a, attack the return ball. There's so many options. What you actually need more than a backup striker is a backup striker, a striker that can play football. And he can play football. He's he might not be but he might not. He's not going to get to prolific numbers, right? There's no chance he's going to do that because he's not going to be first team choice when Kane's playing in the big games. But he's going to allow Kane to sit on the bench. Here, come on, and he'll have someone around him, whether it's Lucas, uh, whether it's Gareth Bale, whether it's maybe even Deli Ali at some point. Having other intelligent players, Lacelso, in and around you, means that they're going to they're going to play the little little uh, disguised ball to, to, to feet. You're going to do the same thing. So that's what you that's what you want to see. You want to see a bit of intelligence again. It comes back to the the intelligence, the IQ levels of the, of the players and that they all are comfortable around each other. So, yeah, in terms of in terms of a performance, considering the game, you know, Europa League, they're always a bit messy and untidy, uh, not the same tempo as the Premier League. Um, I couldn't ask well, I could have asked for more. He could have scored. He didn't. But he, he, he'd done enough. So I'm well, well chuffed. He could have, um, yeah, he could have scored. But yeah, he it just it just showed that he he has more in his locker than than I I, I don't know. It just felt, it felt like perhaps a Lorente performance. And if we can get back to a stage where we had Lorente as a backup striker who could who could um, influence the game when he played at the front of the line. Or when when Kane was injured, or could come on and offer something different, then that's all you're asking for, and and that's that's what Vinicius did when when he started that game yesterday. He 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 was he was comfortable on both feet. He 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 ran the channels relatively well when he had the opportunity. He also made space for himself, and when the ball was played into him, and we asked for a bit of quality, he he showed it. Yeah. And it's not. It's it's really hard. It's really hard for a player to come in as an understudy to Harry Kane, who is top five, you know, quality players in 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 in, in world football. For him to to come to Tottenham and say, do you know what? I actually can. I can do something here. I can. I can further my career, even if he doesn't mm-hmm. become a mainstay at Tottenham. He can further mm-hmm. his career by his efforts when he's on the pitch, and that's what I really really loved about it. I, I put a tweet out actually. Just after the game, saying should we sell Harry Kane or sell Kane, and with a picture of Vinicius, the amount of people that come back and forth, I was serious, was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Are you sure? What who the fuck are you think? What are you thinking about, you mug? That's what I got. Got loads of that. Uh, John, yeah, mate. Gareth Bale started. Yes, um, which was lovely to see. This is exactly where, where I think that he needs to be at this stage in his second spell at Tottenham. Um, and uh, I, I thought he was he was excellent. I, I feel like that we we give away something in terms of our defensive stability when he's on the pitch because he isn't going to track back in the way that perhaps Lucas Moura will, or he won't run the the, the kilometers that Lucas Moura will. But his quality on the ball was undeniable, and and um, 
you know, his, his assist for the own goal was superb. It was just so casual, so easy. What did you make of his performance overall? Mate, really, um, really promising, I think. I think it's... Um... It's, it's nice to see him get minutes. You and I, you and I did the preview pod for the for the Patreons earlier in the week, and I said that I really wanted him to start because I think he just needs minutes. Like he hasn't played a lot of football at all in the last few months, and so it was really good. And I think the difference from when he came on against West Ham, like he did, he did look rusty, and like I wasn't really concerned because of because of the fact he hasn't played much football. And I think this game really highlighted that that quality is very much still there because in flashes he just made what you know, for other players would be quite difficult stuff looks so ridiculously easy. And yeah. it's those like little, little flashes of quality that just kind of re- re- reminded me that when he does start to get his fitness and sharpness back, that we do really have like another top tier talent to, to kind of at our disposal, which is really exciting to so, mate. Yeah, it was great. And also just, just seeing him playing for us in Europe again, it's just like, it's such a weird, I'm still not over it. It's still such a weird feeling. I am just it like, is, a, like giddy it's little so sculpting. weird. It's great, but it is yeah. also very, very strange. Spooky. Well, I remember you know, last time we spoke, uh, Spooky, um, yeah. Bow had signed. But if you go back to the very throes of the fighting cock, the first two or three seasons where Gareth Bow was, he just came into the four. So we started when Harry Redknapp was coach and then it was AVB after Harry Redknapp. Is that right? Is that right? No, no, one day Ramos and then AVB. Um, but we were at the beginning Other way of... Around. Yeah, Ramos, Red Nats, Right, my apologies, but but in my head, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that in, in the formative stages of the fighting cock, Gareth Bale became very good. Yeah, and I remember a conversation it was in my mum's uh, front room, and uh, we that's where we used to record the podcast, and we I was saying that Bale should stop shooting from distance. He should stop thinking. Do you remember yeah. this conversation? Speak. Yeah. You yeah, do. Man, yeah. Wonderful. So I was saying he should stop shooting from distance. He should he should be being more of a team player. Understand what his role is. Not you know, and, and again this shows my fucking idiocy constantly. Is that Spook, you were going, No, let him play. Let him play. If he wants to do that, if he has that in his locker or he has that confidence that he's better than the situation he finds himself in, i.e. he can hit the target from distance where most players couldn't then let him do it. What does it mean as a, as, as a supporter who saw his potential before I did, for sure, but, but I'm sure other people as well, to, to see him come back? Can you, can you, um, do, do you find it strange to see him in the Spurs shirt again? Speaking yeah, it, it, still does, it, it still feels like it's some kind of satirical documentary that we're watching, that, that it's, it's like part of a reality TV show that he's, uh, Gareth Bale's going to put a Tottenham shirt on and just walk around... Uh, Hotspur way and in the football stadium, and even when he's wearing the shirt and he's running around, you, you, you it is surreal. It is strange, and it's not like we're not like we're all grown men, yeah. And it's they're footballers. <laughs> Sometimes they come back to the club that they played for before, yeah. but I guess we never really envisaged the day that that would happen because. I mean, who goes to Real Madrid and then comes back to to Tottenham? Like after you've gone to Real Madrid and you, you've had the success you've had there. Every summer when he got linked, you almost felt, oh, this is just media hype. But for him to actually come back and be so fucking genuinely happy. It like, seems like, that way, doesn't it? It's not, yeah, he's not faking it. He's not like, God, well, I was playing golf for a year. I haven't played football for a year. I might as well take this because someone else came along. Could have gone China, but nah. It feels like he what he wants to 
spark like uh like he, the, the football aspect of 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 what he wants his legacy to be, especially coming back to Tottenham where he's loved. He doesn't just want to come back, earn a bit of money, escape Madrid. Um, but taking all that into, maybe all of that has, has, has almost consumed us in, 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 in accepting that he's back. And because we can't go to games, you know, he can't soak up the atmosphere of having supporters sing his name. We can't be there to see him live in the flesh. Um, maybe that's added to, to, to the surrealism of, of it all. And, and, yeah, he's back. He's not the Gareth Bale yet. He, he will never be the same player. Obviously, age fucks you up. But you know when he's fit, and it might be another month, he's going to offer so much. He's footwork already. Like, in, oh, it's in incredible. Do you know what I mean? He, again, go, go back to the, 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 the footballing IQ thing. He will win us games. He will, he will score important goals. He will probably do a lot more than we, we actually expect. Because I, I've seen a lot of people saying... Well, he's not really the same type of player, but it's great to have him back. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Like, the guy has been walking around a golf course for a year. Give it time. Be patient. In- enjoy this moment. Because when he's at, when he's at full pelt, we'll, we'll, have, we'll, we'll have moments where it'll be like the, the old Gareth Bale. And that's more than enough, having that edge. Well, it was that, that the, what you said, the crux of what you just said there is exactly the same as what you said back in the day. Is it just enjoy this, let him play, let him you know, influence a game in the way that he knows how to and we'll get benefits from it. We yeah. will. And, yeah. um, you know, like people that talk about, you know, we're not signing the Gareth Bale that we sold. He was 24, 25. He wasn't even formed. He knows it's... so much more about the game now than he did when he left Tottenham. Oh, the experience. He's won... oh. The experience is one thing, but he's won four Champions League trophies I don't know how many Copa Del Rey's, maybe one. He's won the league. He's, he's done it all. He's, he's achieved. He's at the very top of, of, of what most players will ever achieve in, in, in club football. For him, for, for, for fans to... to and, and I don't think there's many Spurs fans that think this way, but there's, there's fans of other clubs that think this way. If they think that we don't have a quality football here, not, not just quality, like, like Lo Celso's quality. Gareth Bauer is elite. Like... The, there, there would be 0.1% of professional footballers who somehow managed to play the game at a level that we could never even imagine us playing at would achieve what Gareth Bale has achieved already. So for him to come in, 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 a, in a football sphere where players are playing for longer, they are, they are the, 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 a peak age of 29 is now 30 or 31. The fact that Gareth Bale might be at his peak right now is inconceivable to fans outside of of Tottenham because they they hunker down on um, on the idea that that Gareth Bale isn't going to be progressive as a footballer for Tottenham. And I think, as a complete fan base, we're going to witness something that is completely contrary to all of all all, all of the ideas of of fans from other football clubs. But what I want to do right now, John. Yeah. Is I want to I want to give some praise to Ben Davies who played in a back four on the left hand side of the fence uh, as a centre back because Reguilón played at left back or left wing back and uh, Davies played on the left side of a centre back pairing and I thought he did fantastically well. Is there any world, given the fact that we we that the left hand side of our defence is somewhat suspect because Dyer. He does the job well. Isn't left-footed. 
nor is Adeverald, and Sanchez isn't either, that perhaps Davies could do it because he's left-sided and it feels natural to him? What do, you, what do you think of his performance last night? And what do you think about the idea that he could potentially be one of our centre-back parents in the future? So, so I, think, I don't think it's like uh, as mad as it would sound at first, like kind of first hearing it. Because I think initially when he was like signed for us, he'd really at that time had only ever played left-back. Then he'd like played in a three for Wales. And so there was like talk of, well, you know, he could probably do a job for us in a three if he had to on the left. And he did that a couple of times and with like, you know, fairly successful performances. So it is only like one more step to be like, okay, maybe you can play in a two. That being said, that step is quite big. Like you don't have the same level of protection. You are a little bit more exposed. There is that little bit more responsibility as like the centre back instead of like a fullback. But, all of that being said, him being a natural left footer, he is actually pretty decent in the air considering his like size. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's like he's much more a defender than he is like an attacking fullback. And we have one of the most exciting attacking fullbacks in Europe now. So it kind of is like it's ticking a lot of boxes for me, mate. I'm kind of I'm kind of here for it if I'm being honest, because it's not like the others are com- like completely bathing themselves in any glory, right? If we w- let's be honest, we would not be having this conversation if our back four was absolutely solid and we weren't conceding goals. We wouldn't be going, oh, maybe you could use Davis there. We're thinking that way because it's not working, and sometimes like you have to try something a little bit different. Yeah, you do, you do, and and uh, I think this was this was never a discussion when we had Vertonghen in the squad. Mm. He was left sided, and I think for. for uh, this feels like the first time in, in, in many a year, or if ever, where where football fans or, or Spurs fans, when looking at our own club, are thinking about how important it is to have a left-sided player playing on the left-hand side of the centre-back pairing, where previously you just thought there's two centre-backs, whether they're left foot, right foot, it doesn't matter. But it does feel like whatever system we're playing, it, it suits better that, that there is someone who's really confident on their left foot and Dyer is, Dyer is, but it's not his natural, his natural position, is it? So, I, 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 I mean, it, 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 you know, Davies did well against Lask, and part of his limitation is about going forward, so he doesn't have to do that as a centre back. But it could be that if he played against a really decent forward line, that that he'd get found out. But we've got to try. We've got, we've got to experiment somewhat, haven't we, Spook? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've got the players. What we haven't got is the, I guess, the balance or the the, the right level of a coherent back four. Um, but at the same time, there's so many, there's so many games. You almost need them to be adaptable. You 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 need you need them to be able to flex at the back a little bit. But you'd like to think there is a a top uh, a, a a back line that will play most of the games, especially especially in the Premier League. But, Spook, can I just stop you for a second? Because we, um, we, we had a question from on, on Twitter. It says, uh, it's from THFC underscore fan 1882. We, we, we've, we've read these questions out before and that there is not a more Tottenham um, Twitter handle than that. But, uh, he, Spook, answer this. Thoughts on Davies as centre-back? Seems like one of the best options to play alongside Dyer. Is Dyer and Davies something that you're going to be confident about if we go up against Chelsea or Arsenal? Uh, probably not. <laughs> so what if, if it isn't them two? What is our best centre back pairing? 
this is the problem, mate. I, don't, I have to pause and then think about it, and and that's not a good sign. Like once upon a time, you say and Toby, and and you, you wouldn't blink, you wouldn't stutter, you just you just roll off the tongue, and it's done. And you'd know that you'd have confidence in both of them because you've got a Bentley playing alongside a Rolls Royce. It's you know at their peak, they were amazing footballers, but at the minute, you're looking at Sanchez, who was bought as a rough kind of like a rough diamond um, and you're thinking yeah if he improves in these areas but he, he, he's still he, there's still question marks around his composure and his decision making his positioning sometimes which all, all important traits to be to be a, like a commanding centre back um, so it, I can't I, I, I couldn't tell you it, it's one of those things where at the minute I, I, I've accepted that no one can really defend that well. So let's make sure we don't defend as badly as everyone else around us. Um, and as long as we're scoring, we're likely to win most of the games that we play. And in amongst all of that, if Davis ends up being consistent at the back and commanding at the back, then he, he deserves to keep his place. But long term, we've got a new guy that was signed uh, and we'll probably still be looking for for another centre-back. So I think... I think there are changes to be had over the next season or two at the back. It kind of feels like we, in terms of our transfer policy, it's not about like like thinking about the feelings of the players that currently exist in the squad. It's just about the betterment of Tottenham Hotspur. And I think as fans, we all get attached to certain players. Like Deli Ali isn't getting the time on the pitch that you think his talent should warrant. But... If you sign players in a squad and you build a squad, then you have to earn the right to play. Mm. And and one of one of the most impressive things that Pochettino ever said was, "You you're not coming here to play; you're coming here to train." And it's an, there's there's a a sweet or bitter irony, depending on how you feel about Pochettino or Mourinho, is the fact that it's probably more evident now than it ever has been. Like Deli Ali should be getting in our side. But he isn't, and we're still performing well. And mm-hmm. I'll say that, given the fact that we conceded three goals to West Ham, which was, I agree with Mourinho, it was a freak result. It was a freak accident. It was it was so hard to deal with, but it was like in in the same way that uh, Lanzini's goal was a ninety nine out of a hundred times it wouldn't have gone in. Ninety nine out of a hundred games we wouldn't have drawn that. It was just one of those games. Um, I, I, I just feel like there is a that, that that this is about Tottenham as a football club now, rather than about individual players and and, and a project. What would you make of that, John? Well, yeah, it's like um, Jose said it. Like I don't know if it was end of last season or like when he first started that he was being asked about players uh, not being selected, and he's like, "You don't ask this of like Pep Guardiola, yeah, you don't ask yeah. this of Klopp." And that, I think, is like a testament to where he wants to take us and where he sees us, which is like, why does it matter that the club of this stature, Tottenham Hotspur players are all of a stature, but they all should be like included in the squad or in the starting eleven, and all could potentially not, not make it. That's what we're striving for. And so that it is like, it's funny. And I think that we, you know, as fans, like you, you kind of have a desired first eleven. Um, but ultimately, like the manager and the training staff and all of those that are responsible for picking that side, they see those players like day in, day out. And if they don't think that they can contribute to the team, and whether that's just about, you know, the work rate and or talent, 
then it's it's up to them to make that decision. They see it. I mean, there's like for me, it's a really like simple way to look at it, which is that there are players in our squad who are nowhere near as talented as a footballer, just purely on a artistic, beautiful uh, technique level. There are players who aren't as technically gifted as Deli Ali. We know that that play regularly in a very similar position. Granted, not the same position. And I'm thinking of Sissoko, right? We all know Sissoko's limitations. But you would, as a manager, you would pick Sissoko ahead of Deli Ali because you know he will give you a certain amount of effort and a certain amount of things that you can rely on. And I think like in this instance, in the Delhi instance, or with any player, it's like that those like managers, especially the elite ones, like they have to be ruthless with what they want and what they expect. And if you're not doing that, you're not showing them that you can give them what they want, you will get left out. And I think that as the, the club moves forward and as the, the playing side moves forward, I think we all have to like deal with that a little bit, that players that were our favourites that were guaranteed to start might get bombed out for a little bit. And that's actually OK as, lo- as long as the club is moving forward, mate. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, well, uh, we've got a question from your coach on Twitter. He says, uh, when was the last time you saw a healthy Harry Kane sit on a bench for 90 minutes of any contest? Yeah. Speak. I don't think there are... I can't remember a time, unless a game meant... Nothing. Well, uh, we, yeah, unless a game meant nothing, he says, of any contest. So that would suggest there was, there was something riding on the result. It, it just hasn't happened. It's Even nice, under, though. It's nice, isn't um, it? Seeing, seeing him sat there, relaxing, chilling, day, night off. You know what I mean? He uh, doesn't want it though, does he? He, oh, want, no. he wants to be on. He wants. He wants. He wants he, this is the thing about Kane. He wants records. He, he wants to score. He wants to retain his form, uh, a sense of uh, momentum. But we are all wary of the fact that because of that energy, because of that determination, even for 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 running into to, to kind of try and take the ball away from a, a midfielder. It's in those moments that he, he, he snaps something and he gets injured, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's almost like... He, he's, think... he's driving towards his own personal goals, which will help Spurs mm. immeasurably. Yeah, but exactly. the reality is we don't need you to do that. Exactly. Just, just don't, It's just one game in, in a season of many games. You're going to miss this one. You're better off missing one or two here and there than missing 15 because if you miss 15 then we ain't going to reach the levels that we need to be reaching and obviously he's his legacy in his career and his value and, and and everything I mean look I don't I need to explain how footballers feel when they're injured and they're out for a prolonged periods of time but even though we've now got backups and we've got options and and we've got versatility and the rest of it we need our best players fit and protected and we're, we're in a position to do that so it's good that I'm, I'm hoping that he sat there last night thinking for fuck's sake because then he played against Burnley and he's going to come out and do what he, what he well, does he's, he's fresh so, like, for the first time in, in, in like as the, the, the question alluded to is this the first time where we've played a European game and he hasn't had to feature it not not that he he could have he could have featured he could have done well and he, you know, against sort of minor opposition as Lask were, um, you know, he probably could have played and, and coasted and it would have been fine. But he, we didn't have to risk him. Vinicius came in. He'd done an incredible job, as we talked about at the top of the show. And now he just goes into this Burnley game on Monday thinking, do you know what? 
I'm ready. I'm firing. I'm rested. I've had a week off. A week off. Harry Kane with a week off football <laughs> is is a better Harry Kane with three days off football, and that, and that's that's wonderful because because he's going to be in, in in training. He would have been in um um like where, where, where players play a game and they get a day off. Harry Kane would have been in training. He'd have been look, getting to to a point where he is Matt, Matt Sharp. Mm. And uh, and, that, and now we've got a, a Harry Kane who's desperate again to 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 play to to and realise that there's someone else in this squad that can play like Lorente as much as we love him he was never gonna there, there was never any chance of him usurping uh, Harry Kane for his starting berth and there's never there's no real chance that Vinicius is is going to do that but he also knows that Vinicius when he plays will do um, what's necessary. From a backup striker, and if Harry Kane gets injured, then then we've got a player there. It seems after only ninety minutes of football, that will will come on and and um, you know do something effective. So I I feel like we're we're in a good situation here with Harry Kane. Like he he hasn't had to play this shitty little Europa League game, and he can go into a game that actually matters against Burnley. Given the fact we've drew drawn, well we've won. Our away game against Man City, uh, Man United, but we've also um, drawn unfortunately against Newcastle, drawn unfortunately against West Ham. But over a course of a season, those unfortunate results play out, and they, they the, you know, the the reality is that you you don't often end up on the end of an unfortunate result. So Harry King can go into this game against Burnley, John, with like full of beans. Mate, he's going to. Um, the thing about him, right, is he's on the surface. He's like, I'm Harry Kane. I'm go- I'm going to go down as a Tottenham legend. I'm going to break all the records. I'm not worried. It's great that he can play a few games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But deep down, in the back of his mind, in the pit of his stomach, he will be thinking, I'm going to show my way. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to show this cunt who's the best. That's I'm going to show him. That's, and that's, that's exactly what we want. What we want. That's exactly what we want, mate. And it will just give him, even if it's one percent extra on what he's had the last couple of years where he hasn't had any competition because let's be honest like it's not like he's had no competition he's taken his foot off the gas he's given everything he can give but this is like I don't know it just feels like that this will give him that little bit of edge of like I'm gonna prove it like even though he doesn't really need to he's gonna try and if that gives us a little bit of extra and he gets a rest in between fucking hell like we could see another level to Kane this season uh, across the season which is which is ridiculous that I'm even suggesting that but yeah we'll see uh, we've got a question from Luke Wishelda. Wishela. Wish- Luke Wishela. Um, <laughs> uh, and he said, uh, with a picture of... Uh, do you remember Bully? Do you remember Bully from uh, Arsenal Fan TV? Just a geezer like a pirate. Oh, the pirate. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he says, seeing as he is now mathematically the most clinical striker in the Premier League, I think mathematically might mean assists and, and goals. Um, obviously over Shearer, because I don't think... I mean, he's not mathematically the best striker. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, it, he said, whose name is Harry Kane? So you remember this video that Bully from Arsenal Fan TV said, whose name is Harry Kane? And this is like 2014, where Harry Kane then dished up a, I think he scored two, or at least at least one. We've never seen that geezer again. Where is he? <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I think a part of it was? Is that like, I, I remember speaking to Robbie, who I know... On a professional level, I don't know him as a mate. We're not mates or anything like that. Um, but there, there was a time where uh, Bully 
this geezer, the pirate geezer, was was talking. Uh, maybe it might have been whose name's Harry Kane, but he was going to uh, North London Derby at White Hart Lane, and there was a hashtag on Spurs Twitter saying "slap bully." If you get him, if you find him, give him a slap. <laughs> and apparently, that that was the last we ever saw of him. <laughs> It's a he's, probably, thing. he's probably in, in, hiding in Greg's or, or what was he doing? Know. Yeah, that, that, that was the other thing. Uh, Apex Triplets, he says, uh, is Joe Hart actually all right as a backup compared to Gaz and Nigo? What would you what do you make of um, Joe Hart's inclusion so far? I've thought he looked really, really comfortable, really comfortable. I, I there is there is no part of me who thinks I'm a little bit anxious about Joe Hart playing, and that's strange given the fact that he's. You know, in his recent years, he's made a lot of clangers. Um, Burnley let him go. We picked him up. We've made him definitely our number two. And he's not disappointed at all. John, what did you make of that? Well, so I was um, I was watching on a, um, I guess, an illegal stream. I'll just, I'll just say it. Oh, there we go. I've outed myself. Um, <laughs> I, I watched the game with no crowd noise for the first time since lockdown. Most of the time I've, I've gone for the crowd noise option. I didn't have the option this time. Um, and one thing that was really noticeable was Joe Hart's level of communication to the other players was really noticeable and really like, for me anyway, like filled me with a lot more confidence than I think I would have had otherwise. Cause he was like marshalling players around, like getting the la- like lads going. And like, again, I know that sort of like frowned upon as like, oh, it's just like old, old football man, like theories of how stuff works. But it like, it was noticeable that he was like communicating with the back four, which I think is really important. Prior to that, I'd seen a lot of uh, training videos where he's getting absolutely done and he's not getting his hand on anything. And I was like, oh shit, we've properly signed a little like Sunday league keeper who's like five foot and should not be going in goal because everything's just going in the top bin. But um, he's done all right. He's he's actually done pretty well. So I'm kind of um, more confident than I was. I thought he was coming in to be the third choice. Looks like he's coming in to be the second choice. And if he's performs well and is like maybe the confidence of like being at a club like Spurs and feeling like he's back in the big time raises his level then we've got a really really good understudy which is what we want right yeah yeah exactly um Nick what do, what do you mean what do you oh mean? government name oh sorry sorry oh, sorry Sp- spooky <laughs> I, don't, sorry. I don't think you've ever even called me that in in person <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I don't know what, what where it came from. I'm just <laughs> spooky. Listen, Joe Hart, right? I, 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 I like a, I like a, I like a story that you know. If you if you look at where he's come from, right? I mean, <laughs> so sorry about that, man. <laughs> but you look you look at where he's come from in terms of form and and and, and even mental health. I mean. We all know that goalkeepers, when they when they do fuck up, um, it's really really difficult for them to kind of dig themselves out because they're, they're scapegoat scapegoated, they're, they're replaced. And I, I never really looked at Joe Hart and thought, yeah, he, he could do a job for Tottenham. However, I guess the leadership quality, the 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 experience, the fact that he's obviously loud, big personality, believes in what he says. Um, you need leaders, you need people with experience in and around the other players in order to kind of show them a benchmark, a, a, a level to, to kind of inspire. We've always had captains, but a lot of our captains have been quite 
they've led by example. They've been like Ledley King wasn't a shouty type of captain. Uh, Joe Hart isn't a captain, but he does a job in there. That's vocally, um, in terms of ability, he can get away with a Europa League game. He might get away with some other games here and there, but in terms of Premier League quality, if you then compare him to Hugo, he's just not on that same level. So he would worry me in a big, big game if he had to play. But I'm just Nick, sorry, spooky, sitting here <laughs> with a fucking opinion. If if Jose Mourinho has made him number two, and we all thought he was going to be number three, right? He was only going to come in for the vocals, for, for the noise that he can make in the dressing room. But he's gone in at number two. If Jose Mourinho's got the confidence to back him and, and believe in the in the guy and, and, and the guy can regain his confidence and he can do a job as a number two. Because let's admit it, we've never really been happy with whatever number two we've got. And perhaps that's just the way football is. You're going to have a top-class number one goalkeeper who's going to play predominantly most of the, the matches. Your number two is never going to be of that quality. It's going to be maybe a young guy from the academy or a young up-and-coming uh, goalkeeper. And we always slag off the players that we've had in that number two role. But maybe the reality is that's the level of the number two role. Uh, it's whether you believe that Hart really is a number two or he's a number three pretending to be a number two. So um, I'm happy that, that, that Mourinho has confidence in him because for now I'm going to trust in that and, and see where it takes us. Spook, I, I literally love hearing you talk about football. It, honestly, really? Uh, yeah, of all of uh, like you know, I've, I talk about football to, to <laughs> so many people. When you talk about it, it's like this is great. I, this is a good sport. <laughs> spooky, <laughs> spooky agrees. Sorry, mate. I, I, I just wanted to say beautiful, that. Beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, isn't mate. It? I'm John. just sitting there, just going. This is. I'm really enjoying this pod, and I'm like, oh no, I'm on it as well. This is just really great to listen to. So, 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 spooky. Stop speaking. I'm like, oh fuck, shit. I need something else. I've got to go move. Yeah. I've got to move forward. Um. Okay, I think we're going to end the podcast on a question from Grant Allop. And uh, he says, Hoybier is seen as our most important signing in terms of the team setup and the position we needed. Um, what, what, what do you make of that? Because like, he has been superb. Not, and, and, and it's not superb in the same way that Gareth Bale would have been superb if he scored a hat-trick last night. It's not... The explosiveness of, of of a new signing is someone who comes in and goes, right? I know what to do here. Don't everybody relax. This is fine. You're all doing good jobs. I'm just coming in and give um, and make a situation where you can be your best selves. That's that's what he's like. He's like a fucking self help guru. <laughs> Go on, John. What 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 do you make of Hoybier's, um performances? Thus far, and that's not even we don't even need to talk about the fact that he came on after gashing his eye. Yeah, well, the thing is with him, mate, is like we needed like that position, right? Regardless of the the profile of player, we needed someone who could play in that holding position, six, whatever you want to call it, right? And so I was like, well, finally, we've just got someone to play in that position. The thing that I didn't consider, which is the thing that we were talking a little bit about, Joe Hart was. Is that all the like intangible stuff that he's brought that I that I'm just loving at the moment, encapsulated in that moment where I think like uh, Reg, Reggie wins the ball back and he's like standing behind him, uh, just like cheering him forward as he like brings the ball out of defence. Wasn't Reggie? It was Aurier, but Aurier. Okay, sure. Um, but I just love like this mentality for him of like he is that 
kind of quintessential like winner at all costs. And again, like the way he like smashes his face up and he's like, get me back on there. I want to get back out there type mentality. Yeah, it's wonderful. That is, that is the sort of stuff that like we need when people say, oh, there's no backbone, there's no spine. Um, you know, you need leaders out there. Like he encapsulates all that stuff. All of that being said, he's also really fucking good as well. Like yeah. he's big, but he's actually quite mobile He's completed the most most passes in the Premier League this season. Doesn't make doesn't surprise me at all because he's really um he's really good in terms of like getting the ball and again a lot of the reasons that people dislike Winks in that position is they see him as like someone who passes sideways and a lot of players who play there do that because they want to be like keep the you know consistency of keeping the ball moving. But he passes forward a lot, like a lot more than a player in that position that, I, that I've seen for a long time. And that is one of the reasons that we're like, I think we're scoring a lot of goals is because he's like moving the ball forward so quickly through through the lines. Just everything about it. I love the cut of his jib, everything about him. I love the fact I can't pronounce his name properly. I love that he's got mad tattoos. Like everything about him, I'm into, mate, right now. Cool. Love like, so so he is, he's like, he's well up there, isn't he, uh, in our estimations. And we can't pronounce his name. It's Hoybier is the correct way to pronounce it. And I, I'm. This is from someone who doesn't pronounce any. I can't even. My dad's name's David, and I fuck it up thirty percent of the time. Um, <laughs> but I know his name's Hoybier, but people call him Hoyberg. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. The fact is, we've got a defensive midfielder who it's essentially defensive midfielder is too dismissive of what he does. Mm. He's he's Harry Winks, but with meat and a brain. That's what it feels like. Speak. Yeah, I, I, I love him. And all right. Whoa. No, that's <laughs> enough from you. No, that's enough from you. Yeah. What? No, go on, carry on, speak. No, I was going to say... I was going to say... I think you're going to classic, just cut, cut off and end the pod on, 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 on me talking. Oh, I should sure. do it now. If I was going to do it, I'd do it now, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, I don't trust you. Um... No, no, I won't, I won't. Go on, go on. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be even more perfect just after... Me and Flav just been going, mate, we just love hearing you talk about football. It's nothing better than hearing you talk. And then you're like, yeah, I love him. Bye. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. 
Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.